Today, in Tactical Blue Podcast, Judge releases terrorist training camp suspects. Sacramento Police implements new food chase policy. Railroad Police apologizes for catching thieves using bait cars. Two detectives got shot while sitting at a traffic light. Welcome to Tactical Blue Podcast. This is your host, Hector Solis. And I'm glad that you're back. Um, I know I took a couple weeks off and um, I was trying to gather everything, you know, like trying to put everything together for this podcast as well as other projects that I'm working on and going to work every day. At the, you know, I'm a police officer for some of them. Some of you that don't know me, uh, I work for a small town here in Texas. So I'm glad that you're here and let's get to the news. So I found this uh, article. I found it really interesting and uh, really disgusting at the same time. Uh, it happened in New Mexico. So a state judge, what, so what happened was a state judge set a bond of $20,000 for uh, what you can say is a terrorist camp. Uh, so these dudes from Middle East, they were training and kidnapping children to, uh, in order to train them to shoot schools. So they were going to send them back to school with this training and they were hoping to start a new trend of school shootings related to terrorism. So this, uh, of course, Democrat judge, Sarah Beckus, um, she decided to just set up a bond for $20,000. And uh, I never heard of this before, but I guess in, in New Mexico, you can do what's called a signature bond. Here in Texas, we call them uh, personal bonds, and they only require that you sign, and hopefully you appear because you promise to appear, right? Usually, at least here in Texas, they try to give those bonds to people that are number one, nonviolent; number two, they're not going to escape; and number three, they hope that they will come back and uh, take care of business, right? But how can you give a bond? of this type to a group, actually it was a group of people, including uh, uh, some women that had 11 children, which were malnourished. Uh, they, they had no food, no water. They were in really bad shape. Okay. And also while, while they were looking around, they found a deceased child, um, I guess the, the body of a deceased child, which later investigations returned with one of the suspects actually choking him to death during a ritual that they were, uh, well, they were reading the Quran. Uh, this suspect was choking this child, which had a, med- a medical condition. And this idiot was thinking that he had the demon and he was performing an exorcism. So as you can see the background story, there is a lot of uh, discrepancies and there is a lot of uh, violent behavior which this judge failed to see, and she provided this bond of $20,000, which is, like, super stupid, and a signature bond as well. So now they can walk free, right? Um, I believe in in Alabama, this group of people were traveling, and they were involved in a crash, and unfortunately, the officers failed to see uh, signs of... Uh, I guess terrorism as well as kidnapping with these children because they were kidnapped. So I, I wasn't there. I'm not going to blame the officers. I'm not going to say if they were right or wrong, but I can tell you something. Uh, something we can learn from this encounter 
and not only the investigation, the the final investigation, but the initial investigation with the crash report. Um, first of all, don't let your guard down. Uh, you have to understand that any type of call can turn into something else. You always have to be digging a little bit more. And I know a noise complaint call, but that little noise complaint can turn into something big. Maybe something is going on at the home. Ask questions. That's what you need to do. Ask questions. So this simple ca crash could yield the extraction of those children from that, as well as ending the suffering with these children. So remember, keep your eyes uh, always open, your ears always listening. There's always something else. Moving forward with other news. Sacramento Police issues a new food policy. Uh, after the shooting of Estefan Clark, as you can probably uh, heard on the news, uh, this was a controversial shooting, like I guess any other one, right? Right now. And the fact is that there is a video from uh, body camps as well as helicopter uh, footage from the suspect and the shooting. So uh, let me give you a little background if you haven't heard about it. So the shooting happened after police received a 911 call from uh, Estefan Clark's grandparents, actually, stating someone was breaking into vehicles. Of course, the Sacramento police show up. They found the suspect, which after being spotted, he ran towards his grandparents' backyard. When the officers were closing in, Clark took a shooting stance, which you can be seen on video, pointing at object towards the officers. The officers, of course, responded by opening fire and shooting Clark. And fortunately, Mr. Clark died at the scene. But later during the investigation, it was discovered that he was just holding a cell phone. Of course, number one, it was nighttime. Uh, number two, there was a lack of uh, uh, light. So the officers were not able to see uh, that this object was just a cell phone. So they responded to to the threat with, you know, with what they have. So definitely justify, in my opinion. Now, uh, it was justified, which I believe it is justified. So, But the investigation continues with the IA and all that good stuff. But anyway, so um, the policy now is, uh, is really a standard policy. I don't know if your department has a, a policy with food chases. I work in a previous department, big department, where they have a food chase policy. And it, it actually almost reads the same. So, um, number one, now officers have to activate body cams. Uh, number two, they have to state the reason for the food chase and provide also the description of the suspect. I believe they were already doing that. They just have to put it on paper, right? So, um, I myself, this is what I do. If I, there's a, a food chase, uh, I will start, you know, stating things to dispatch so they can keep track of what's going on. So, after the officers... Uh, stop the suspect they need to identify themselves as police officers and keep reassessing the situation if the food chase should continue now that's not a problem at all in my opinion and uh, of course the community is not agreeing with with the outcome of the policy they believe the officers should have should, or the officers have too much discretion to decide if the food chase is reasonable or not and not in my opinion they are not at the scene. There's things unfolding, as you know. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts during a foot chase or any type of chases or any type of calls during that we have as police officers. So the fact is the food pursuit policy, 
I definitely agree with it. It's not too restrictive with the fact that you can decide whether to continue or not. But also, it gives the supervisor the um, the chance to reevaluate with your information you're giving on the radio whether to terminate the pursuit or continue. So it all depends. So, uh, like I say, I work with an agency. They had a, a extensive food pursuit policy, which one of the uh, that was really restricted, by the way, because one of the um, parts of the policy which was really restrictive happened after. It was changed after a shooting. Uh, it states that if the officers, if two officers are chasing a suspect, and let's say they're running towards a building, and one decides to go around to cut off the suspect, and the other continues while watching this the uh, suspect run, well, if the two officers separate at any time, uh, the pursuit will end. That's the policy. Of course, uh, it's kind of hard to do it on. On the field but whatever they decided in the fit floor right that's what we do so that's what the new policy is it's really standard uh, look into your policies and let me know what what's going on with your policies oh man this uh this article got me going actually i made a igtv uh video which you can check it out at igtv at tactical blue um it's <laughs> something else and uh, uh let's talk about it so Railroad police, and uh, I, by the way, I apologize if I don't say these uh, names correctly. It's just, this is my accent. Um, railroad police with the Norfolk Southern uh, Railroad uh, decided to fight thieves, right? And what they come up with is to set up a sting operation to catch all these thieves while they were committing the crime in progress. So this is pretty standard. Uh, a lot of departments do it. Uh, so first, they decided to set up a tractor trailer in a specific area of Chicago where they've been having breaking and entering uh, uh, crimes uh, and, you know, the railroad vehicles and uh, grabbing shit that doesn't belong to them. So, uh, I don't know if you remember, back in 2014, gangs broke into boxcars where the brand new pistols were being shipped to more heist. Uh, in 2007, fueled the flow of illegal weapons in Chicago. So, around 11... Uh, Actually, around 100 weapons disappeared and ended up in crime scenes all over town, right? And all over Chicago. And so, the railroad police, being proactive, they decided to catch these thieves and end this type of behavior. Because shit doesn't belong to them, but they sure like to grab it. So, uh, I don't blame them. I mean, they're doing their job and they're trying to protect their, their, uh, their clients' property. So... Anyway, the teams were watching the truck when a group of men broke, broke the uh, lock and proceeded to empty the contents of all the box, box truck. Uh, of course, police were there and arrested the suspect. But what happened next is the problem. All right, that's not a problem of the Sting Corporation. What happened next is that uh, the neighborhood gathered around and they recorded a Facebook Live while jailing at police and, you know, F the police, F this, F that, right? So activists got together, watched this video, and they got together and they claimed the police set up. They, uh, they, they set them up to fail by leaving a truck box open and showing the teens brand new tennis shoes, right? So they, they claimed they were targeting young black teens to commit crimes. So that, that's, this is their justification to, for crimes and... Uh, they're going for it. 
I believe is fucking bullshit. So I'm not gonna lie about that. Uh, first, if you watch the video, you uh, you watch, uh, which I'm by the way, I'm gonna post it on Facebook for you to watch it, and you can judge yourself. Uh, at Tactical Blue, of course, it shows that these so-called teens, which are actually grown-ass adults, wrecking the locks. All right, so these are not teens. Now, don't come with the bullshit. The police was trying to set up the teens, right? They were they're evil. Uh, it doesn't matter if the truck was there or not, or if it was open or closed, okay? That shit doesn't belong to you. Leave it alone, all right? So now, activists, you need to go back and teach your children what's right and what's wrong, all right? Before attacking the fine men and women of the railroad police, okay? They're doing a fucking badass job. I know some of them in uh, up north. I have some friends that work for the railroad police. Uh, I know one, unfortunately, um, uh, he died. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, I heard stories, and yes, this does happen a lot, uh, breaking and entering, right? So uh, take your crap somewhere else. And uh, man, I can't believe you're accusing the cops. They're trying to stop gun violence, which you're part of because you're allowing these criminals to take guns to the street to murder your own uh, neighbors, your own children, your own uh, relatives, all right? That is, that is so bullshit. So, uh, big support here for railroad police. I, um, you know what? And don't fucking apologize. I know your your uh, your company is making you apologize, and I'm sorry for doing this. It wasn't like that. Whatever. Okay, you guys are doing a badass job. Keep at it. Officer safety alert. Two detectives with the Camden County Police were in plain clothes sitting at a traffic signal waiting to change. When a gunman opened fire towards the detectives, one of the officers was able to fire back uh, while the suspect was fleeing. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, the police wasn't able to catch the uh, criminal at this moment, but they're still looking for him. So uh, both detectives were taken to the hospital where they were treated and released. So I'm glad uh, the officers are okay and uh, they were able to return fire and defend themselves. So that's, that's great. Um, I believe at that time there was a national night out uh event well more than one event going on in the city and um it's unfortunate this happened when uh the police is trying to build that relationship with the uh, citizens they protect right so um there's a couple lessons that we can learn from this attack um the state of the police uh they have you know this uh, right now the police and the public uh, well certain parts of the public do not have the best relationship. So, um, first of all, keep your head on a swivel all the time. I know you. this puts your body under a level of stress that you don't want to be all day. However, if you keep training at it, you're going to be able to lower that trust, uh, that level to uh, a normal. The, what you can say is a normal, right? So, uh, remember, when you're sitting at a traffic signal, uh Crack the window down a little bit, you know, uh, listen to the environment around it, look at people's behavior outside your vehicle. Always take a constant look at the rear view mirrors as well as the blind sides of your patrol vehicle. So if you find yourself in a situation like this where a gunman unexpectedly shoots at you while you sitting inside the vehicle, you need to train for this scenario. So be ready to be uh, to handle business. Uh, have a plan. First of all, take off. It's pretty simple and it's really common sense. Take off your seatbelt 
open the door, draw your weapon, and return fire. I know it sounds like really basic technique, but you need to train because when seconds matter, common sense and tactics will save your butt. That's it for today. Thank you for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and uh, share this podcast with your friends and your other police buddies. So uh, you can follow me at Tactical Blue on Instagram, Facebook, and on Twitter at Tactical underscore Blue underscore. So in the meantime, please be safe. If you ever need anything, please contact me. I'll be glad to help you.